This episode of the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. Does your school need some extra help in a variety of areas, maybe in things like providing supports and accommodations or work with collaborative instruction, you know, like co-teachers working together or a teacher and a para working together as a successful team, maybe even need some help with building inclusive systems within your school? What about this one? Staffing issues. We've all got those. No matter what the questions are that you're facing, Stetson can help you find answers and help you develop a strategic plan that's tailor-made for your school and the challenges that you're facing. To learn more about Stetson & Associates, go to stetsonassociates.com and find out how their team can help you and your staff and your students meet the goals that you're striving for. And when you're lucky enough to talk with one of their fantastic employees, please make sure to tell them that you heard all about Stetson from the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show. To all the Exhausted Village, I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle, the Exhausted Village. Shout out to the Exhausted Educators. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the Exhausted Educators channel. Class is in session. Here's the short bald dude from the Exhausted Educators show. What is going on, education heroes and fellow parents? This is a super special episode all about getting you up and running with podcasting or maybe just giving you information to see if podcasting is something that you want to dive into. And for that reason, I figured we'd push it out to both of our audiences, the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show and the Parents Recharge Show. If you're a usual follower of the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show, you'll know this is actually the second part of a mini-series because the first part was all about education podcasts in general. And if you want to go back, I gave you boatloads of recommendations of awesome education podcasts. That's in the previous episode. But this episode is going to focus on you and ask yourself, hmm, am I really interested in podcasting? As somebody who's been doing this for a few years, I figure it's probably a good opportunity for me to share with you the things that I've learned and also dive into what you need to know about how the whole process works, what you would need equipment-wise, and then I'm going to give you things that I've learned and tips that I've learned throughout this whole process over the last few years as I've been podcasting for both of the podcasts in the Recharged Family Network. If you're new here, welcome. Super happy you're jumping on and listening. I just want to remind everybody, you can hook up with me at Recharged Family, and you can always give me some feedback. I highly appreciate it. One way or the other, whatever you're thinking, whatever's on your mind, by shooting me a DM on the socials, or you can even email me, rechargecommunity at gmail.com. So podcasting, is it something you're interested in? Let's dive into it right now. It's time to get recharged, people. So I'm going to provide you with like the nuts and bolts of podcasting and how it works and equipment you might need and all of that information. So let me give you like the quick agenda of how this is going to work. I'm going to start with you developing your idea. I'm going to tell you about the equipment, how podcasts are distributed in case you don't know. We'll talk about branding, how that works, and then the promotional side of how you get people to listen to your podcast. Then we're going to finish up with tips and things that I have learned through my podcasting journey that I would love to share with you so you know them even before you start. 
So the first thing I'll tell you is this. If you want to be a podcaster, it all starts with an idea. Now, I'm assuming not everybody who's listening to this is just looking for an education podcast they'd like to do, or even a podcast for the parents' side, although those are two great places to do it and you can make a great impact. There's a boatload of other areas that you can podcast in. The key is what you're passionate about. If you're a, if you're a common listener, you've been, been with me for a while, you know that I try to be optimistic, but I'm also realistic. And I have learned something through all my years. It's that the majority of podcasts drop off. <laughs> and it's not because they're not good. It's because a lot of the times the person has an idea, but it doesn't have staying power for them personally. In other words, they lose their juice. This happens to podcasters all the time. I've got this great idea. I pump out a few episodes and then I kind of just lose the itch a little bit. And that actually happens to all podcasters at some point if you've been in it long enough. However, whether it be you're struggling with generating new ideas or maybe if you're interested in providing interviews, you're running out of people to interview, whatever your challenges are, a lot of the times you face those fairly early on and you kind of just lose the motivation. The majority of podcasts don't even hit 10 episodes. So I want you to know that because the idea that you choose, whatever it is that you want to dive into for podcasting, you got to be ultra passionate about. I'm ultra passionate about making an impact on students. I'm ultra passionate about making an impact on the staff that support them. And I'm ultra passionate about trying to help parents out. You know, in our house, we struggle many times too, having kids with needs. And so if there's anything that I can do to help you all, that's why I've created that podcast is also why I've been able to do that for a couple years. Same thing on the education side. I'm very passionate about helping other staff members, other educators so they can help kids. And even if I hit a lull, I start to regenerate my juice after a little bit. And it's what drives me forward. It's what, it's what gives you staying power. And so you can get past, like, say, the first 10 episodes and you can keep on trucking. So again... The idea is actually very important. You have to be super passionate about it. And once you've figured out your idea, the next question is, what type of podcast do you want to have? Are you just looking to do solo episodes where you're just talking into the microphone and providing information? Do you want to do an interview type podcast where you get guests to come on and you chat with them? Also very doable. And there's some other avenues you can go into with podcasting too. Depending on what you want, you know, there's different, there's stories and providing storytelling and just a bunch of different avenues. But the key part is once you've got your idea, what kind of podcast are you looking to promote? And then it flows into what's your goal? What's the goal of what you want to obtain here for podcasting? And once you've figured out your goal, ask yourself, is it realistic? Right? Like I want to have the greatest, most listened to podcast in the world. I'm not sure that's realistic. It's a great goal, I suppose. But my my point would be you better be ultra motivated and you're gonna have to be super lucky if you're gonna exceed those kinds of expectations. However, there are plenty of goals you can set for yourself that are much more realistic. And besides the, whatever impact you're trying to make, you also need to set a goal of how often are you planning on doing this? That is actually a really key component in all of this, can you be consistent enough that your listeners know, oh yeah, every week I can show up and turn this on and there's going to be a new episode. Or in my case, because I run two podcasts, I do every other week. So essentially I put a podcast out every week, but I alternate 
back and forth. So the education listeners get their podcast every other Thursday and the Parents Recharge show, they get their podcast every other Thursday. I have plenty of people who tell me if you're going to maximize and be bigger and better, you got to do it every week, at least once a week. Maybe you do it multiple times a week. And I will tell you this. Sure, that's great. If you've got the time and you've got the effort, but as a parent of three and also somebody who puts a lot of work into my day gig, me trying to put out two podcasts every week is just not feasible. So also, again, be realistic. How often do you think you could do it? But I will tell you, if you're only dropping one episode every three months, you're probably going to have a hard time getting listeners. So you want to be consistent the best that you can. So the next part after you've got the idea is really the equipment. And podcasting is not as difficult as people think it is, probably. If you go on YouTube and you actually watch people do podcasting, you'll see maybe they've got some amazing setups and their studios are incredible. Newsflash, you do not have to have that in order to put out a podcast. As a matter of fact, pretty much everything I'm going to share with you is low budget. It doesn't even cost you much to put a podcast out there. It's one of the really cool things that you have an opportunity to get your voice out to whatever it is that you want to do and whatever you want to accomplish. You don't have to break the bank to do it. So equipment is one of your initial expenses you have to think about. However, I'm going to tell you that you probably have some of this stuff already. For example, do you have a computer? I'm going to guess you probably do. What you might need, though, is a microphone. I would suggest it. I mean, you can actually get away with it. You could just use a mic within your computer, within your laptop. However, it's not going to be very great quality, especially if you like pushing it through like Zoom or something like that. So you probably do need to get a microphone. However, you don't need to break the bank to get a mic either. And actually, my suggestion would be if you're kind of in the on the fence about, I don't know how engaged I would be long term with this. This might be just like something I'm thinking about trying to see how it goes. If that's the case, I would not, you know, go out and get yourself a Yeti mic or a Sure mic. So you really don't need a mic that's going to be like over $100. You can actually get a microphone for like 30 bucks if you want. When your listeners jump on to listen to your episodes, they're not going to really say, oh, that's horrible. I can't stand listening to it because the mic audio is, is ridiculously bad. That's probably not going to be the case. And it's actually a good starting point. And you could try it out and see. However, if you are ultra passionate and you say, I definitely know, I'm 100% certain I've got legs for this. I'm going to be able to do this for a longer period of time. You might actually want to invest in one of the higher quality mics. Hey, Exhausted Village, I want to pause this episode just for a second to remind you, if you go to rechargedfamily.podia.com, you can find our virtual bash, which has over 50 workshops from educational leaders all over the country, providing you information and resources, and you can get it all for only $8 if you put in the promo code BASH, B-A-S-H. And also at rechargedfamily.podia.com, you'll find our full student mentoring program. If you've ever thought about bringing a student mentoring program into your school or your, for your kids in your classroom, we have everything you need from training videos to the documents, everything for the mentors, everything for even what we call the site leader, who's the person who can run the whole program for you, like a parent or a community member or a paraeducator at your school. We give you everything. And again, you can get it at a discount rate because you're a valued listener of our podcast. If you put in the coupon code MENTOR, you're going to get that entire program 
for an amazing discount for only $10. Again, check all that out at rechargefamily.podia.com. Sorry for breaking into the show, everybody, but I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. No matter what the challenges are that you and your team faces, Stetson & Associates can help you devise and develop a plan that's going to be tailor-made for you and your staff. To find out more about Stetson and the amazing resources that they provide, go to stetsonassociates.com. Now, let's get back to the action. I don't use the highest quality mic. I haven't. I've I've used this one for all my years podcasting. It's called a, a Samsung Q2U. And it's perfect for me. And I think it cost $70 when I originally bought it. I'm not sure what it would be now. But it's been great quality. I'm not looking for the most expensive mic in the world. I was just looking for something that would work with what I'm looking at. And it's been perfect. So I would say you could get a mic as expensive as you want, but be understanding of how committed you might be towards this process. Along with a mic, you probably will get like a mic stand that comes with it. But, you you know, you might want what's called a boom arm if you know that you're going to be moving your arms and so forth while you're talking into the mic. Maybe you want the arm that comes out so you can have your hands free while you're recording. That might be something, an extra expense, but those aren't expensive either. You can get one of those for like 20 bucks. So, so far we're at, you got to have a computer, which you probably already have, and you'll need a mic. Maybe you'll need some kind of stand to help you out depending on what you're looking to do. The next thing I would say is, is this kind of optional. You, you may need a mixer. A mixer is like a small box that you plug in your mic to, and then you run it to your computer. In my case, I was pretty sure that I was going to be in this for quite a while. I'd been studying podcasting for quite a few years, and I actually spent about six months like really deep diving podcasting before I even started. So I went out and bought a mixer that was a little more pricey, as I'm using the Zoom PodTrack P4, which was at the time, I think about 200 bucks. You don't need that though. You might just need a mixer that could easily go for much less than $100. And in many cases, depending on the microphone you have, you won't need a mixer at all, which leads into my next point. You need, probably will need, some kind of editing software. So you'll need to be able to learn how to edit audio. And a lot of the mics, if you get a USB mic that plugs straight to your computer, you can bypass a mixer completely and just record straight to the software you have. And here are two software packages that you can use that are completely free, that are really good quality. I still use, this one's Audacity, it's the one I've been using for years. And that one works with PCs. But if you have a Mac, you might use something called GarageBand. GarageBand is just another way to edit your audio. So basically you're getting your audio onto the computer, and then you can edit it from there. And that is actually like a learning process in itself. I learned that solely from YouTube videos. So there are a lot of really good resources on how to go about doing that. It's not that difficult, but it does take a little bit of time to learn how to do it. So again, Audacity or GarageBand, those are two examples of software you could use that don't cost you anything. They're free to use. So just to summarize that part, equipment you'd need. You need a microphone. Maybe you need a mic stand to go with it. You might need a mixer, depending on the kind of microphone you have. You definitely need a computer. And on the computer, you're going to need some kind of software to help you edit your audio. You can spend a boatload of money on equipment if you want, but you could also spend well less than $100 and get everything that you need to get up and running. And this next part... I had to do a lot of learning myself to figure this out. And possibly like you, I didn't have people that I knew in the podcasting space that I could just say, hey, tell me how all this works and what do I need? I listened to a ton of podcasts, but I didn't actually know any podcasters personally. 
I do now. I know a boatload because of the podcast network I work in. But at the time, I was learning all of this on my, on my own through reading articles, watching YouTube videos for hours and hours. So what I needed to learn was how podcasting distributes your episode. So you probably know you can go on Spotify and listen to an episode of, of a, your favorite podcast, whatever it is. You can also go into Apple and listen to the same episode. You might be thinking, wow, if I wanted to podcast, I have to download an episode to Spotify. I also have to download an episode to Apple and any other podcast platform that provides episodes. But that's not really how it works. It is so much easier than it used to be 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when podcasting was just in its infancy. Now what you do is you download your episode and any notes that go with it to a host, a podcasting platform host, and they distribute and push it out to all of the different podcast platforms. So depending on the host you use, they will let you know which platforms they push it out to. A lot of them will push it out into five, six, seven, eight, ten different places. I guarantee there's a lot more podcasting platforms that, that provide episodes for you than you've even heard about. And so many of the, the hosting platforms will distribute to a wide range of those platforms. So you get heard, your episodes get heard by a lot more people. So how do you figure out what hosting platform you're going to use for your podcast, right? That's a big question. And that was something I spent a lot of time researching on my own. The question is really going to come down to, do you want to pay for some extra features or do you want to do it for free? Because there are actually podcasting host platforms that will distribute your episodes for free. And then there's some that may get you further out, but you're going to have to pay for it. So if you're looking for free podcasting, you might go with some something like Anchor or Buzzsprout has a free package. So does Red Circle. They have a free package. What you need to do, though, and this is this is the part that I had to, to dive deep to figure out and learn was you need to figure out about the storage and the bandwidth, especially with those free features. What is available in their free packages? If you're only planning on podcasting for 15 minutes each week, you might be able to get away with a free podcasting platform. But if, you're, if your episodes are going to go for an hour, hour and a half, you might not get enough storage to be able to use the free platform. And unfortunately, this is something you probably want to learn before you dive in. Otherwise, you might get your first episode recorded and then you go to download it on the free platform you're using and they just tell you that you've got too much. And I've not had to do that, but I would imagine that would be ultra disappointing to say the least. So keep in mind there are free options, as I said, like Anchor, Buzzsprout, Red Circle, but take a good look at the fine details as far as what's the storage and what's the bandwidth that's available with those free packages. If you want paid subscriptions to platforms, you're going to get more options. You'll get deeper, what we call analytics, which will tell you how many people are listening to it, where they are when they're listening to it, what platform they're using when they're listening to it, all those things you can get, but you're probably going to have to pay extra to get some of those things. And that's usually like a monthly subscription. Two of the most common for their, like, their paid platforms would be Buzzsprout and Podbean. You get more bang for your buck with those, but then again, you're paying I actually think Blueberry is another one too, but that's a little more complex. It's not as user-friendly from what I've heard because it's a WordPress platform. So that could be, if you're somebody who's a little bit more tech savvy and you understand WordPress, then you might be able to go that route too. But usually those paid subscriptions will allow you more options of what you can analyze and things you can do, and in many cases, distribute it further because you're paying. So we've got the idea. 
Then we got the equipment, and then we, now we know how to distribute your podcast. What's next? Well, it's what we call branding. You've got to figure out what, what's your title of your podcast, and how's it going to look? Think about those little thumbnails. When you click on a podcast to open it up, maybe there's a picture and some cover art. The cover art is what we mean for those little thumbnails. How are you going to go about creating that? Do you want just a picture of yourself with some words, the title? Are you going to create special ones for every single episode? Or are you just going to have a standard one for each episode? That's all entirely up to you. I will tell you there's some people who will tell you the thumbnail makes a big difference. And there's others who will tell you it doesn't mean anything. I don't know the answer to that. I'll just tell you from my end, I don't spend a ton of time on the thumbnails. And I honestly don't think, at least for me, on either of my podcasts, I don't think the thumbnails have made a big difference either way. But it is something you have to you have to at least be able to put together. You're going to want to have some kind of branding. And since I'm giving you a lot of budget-friendly stuff, I'll tell you the best place for you probably to go to create something is Canva. If you don't know Canva, there's boatloads of YouTube videos on it out there. And you can use parts of Canva for free. You could also pay, again, you could pay more like a monthly fee to allow you to do more things, which could come in handy with the next thing we're going to talk about with promotion. But if you're not really concerned about having some amazing thumbnail or even, you know, going above and beyond with your promotion, you might have enough there in Canva to get away with the free options. A helpful hint would be, though, take a look at whatever podcast platform you're using and find out the dimensions of what those thumbnails should be. So you have a cover art piece, which is like the overarching picture and theme for the whole show. And then within that, you might have individual thumbnails for every episode or just one thumbnail for every episode, depending. And since we're talking about episodes, one other thing that you'll probably need to think about would be the show notes part. So when you load in an episode, you'll load the episode that you've got recorded. If you have a thumbnail, you'll put that in. And then whatever notes you want to put down below. Some podcasters will go so far as to put timestamps that allow you to know, you know, at, min at the third minute, you're going to hear about this. At the fifth minute, you'll hear about this. While others will just put some basic things. And then sometimes, like in my case, working in education podcasting or with parent podcasting, sometimes we'll actually put resources that will be helpful for whoever's listening. So they can just go to the show notes and find what they need. So all of that lives within your podcast episode. But again, branding is something that you need to think about at least. You do not need to be the most artistic person in the world. I am definitely not that. I just spent a little bit of time playing around with some things. Once I had the name of the show and I, I wanted to clue in on my goal, I just wanted to make sure that whatever cover art I used matched up with the name and the goal of what my, I'm trying to get with each each show. I wouldn't overthink it. And maybe, you know, if you, you're really like this makes you nervous, like the idea of creating art on a computer, again, take a breath, go to YouTube, or maybe there's somebody you know who's a little bit more tech savvy, or maybe even has some artistic skills with graphic design, and they could help you out with it. But don't let the cover art destroy the idea of you podcasting. It's a small piece in the whole process. So now we're rolling and we're, we're almost done, actually. But there's something else. We've got our episodes uploaded. We got the cover art. Maybe put in your notes. Everything should be good, right? Yes, everything's good. And it should flow out to all your podcast platforms so that your listeners can listen. However, here's the hard part. Who's listening? <laughs> and a lot of the times when you're starting, your podcast does not pop up as just a general suggestion for people to listen to. 
Think about your favorite podcasting platform. You go on, you're probably, the things they're suggesting you listen to, they're probably not people who have just started and don't have many listeners yet. So what do you do? Well, if you're comfortable, you could start with friends and family. Let them know, hey, I got a podcast, check it out. But I will tell you, you might be surprised to know that although your friends and family may be your greatest supportive fans, you might actually find that they kind of fade off over time. What I have found, oddly enough, is some of the most supportive people who listen to my podcast live nowhere near me. I've never met them before. And in some cases, they live in other countries, which blows my mind. Like, I didn't even think about the idea. I've got listeners in Guatemala, Spain, Germany, Africa. That was not even a consideration of mine when I started this process. I just figured people who I knew would listen, and then maybe it would grow by word of mouth. But what I found out was if I really wanted some growth, I had to do more on my own through social media. So whether it's pumping it out to the people you know through Facebook or doing a, a reel or a post on Instagram or even launching a little further with like something like a platform like TikTok. You might want to find different ways to promote your podcast and your podcast episodes. That can be a little bit time-consuming, especially if you're not the most social media savvy person in the world. I am definitely not. I had to spend a lot of time researching how to do that, and I'm still nowhere near as gifted at you know, promoting my podcast as many other people are. But I guess if you're looking to like conquer the world with your podcast analytics and really pump up the number of downloads you have, that that's something you're going to want to explore. You at least have to be, you least have to know going in, you're probably going to have to do some kind of social media promotion. And I say that also because there are some people who are like, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want the people who live around me, my friends and family to even know about it. Maybe because you're just, you'd be worried that they're listening and they might throw in their two cents or you're worried you might not be very good and what they might think of you putting it out there. But I will tell you this, it's that's something you're going to want to try to get over because it's going to be tough to promote on your own. And a lot of the times, if you've got friends and family, they can help push it out too on social media. They can kind of extend your reach. So I'd highly suggest figuring out your tactics for promotion for social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, whatever you want to use and try to have some kind of consistency with your social media presence. So that's the process. It is not, podcasting is not as complex as people might think it is. There is a little bit of learning that's involved with it, whether it be I gotta, you have to learn how to edit or, or how to upload and get your episodes distributed, or maybe even social media, but it's not the most complex thing in the world. It's doable. So if you're sitting there thinking, I'd like to do a podcast, but I'm not really tech savvy, can I do it? I am here as an example telling you I am not the biggest tech-savvy person in the world, and I was able to accomplish it without virtually any help from anybody, solely going by YouTube videos to, to guide me along the way for the most part, and some articles. And it's even easier now to do it than it was when I started quite a few years ago. So I want to finish up on just some general tips. As somebody who's podcasted for a few years, and my original launch was just the Exhausted Educators Recharge show, and then a year later, I picked up the Parents Recharge show, and I've learned quite a bit from both of these experiences. So let me share just a few with you. And the, ver the very first one that I'll share is super important. This will hopefully resonate with those of you who are interested, but maybe you're scared. I'm going to tell you this. Just like anything you do in life, you get better with practice. Just jump in and try. Now, I would not recommend just jumping straight in 
your first thing you record, pushing that out and just going with it, you may want to actually practice a couple episodes on your own. Or if you're going to interview somebody, interview your, your very first interview, somebody that you're familiar with, somebody you're comfortable with. Could be a friend or a family member, somebody you might have a personal connection with. My very first episode that I had, I actually had one of my close friends on with me. It just made the conversation flow a little bit easier. It took some of the nerves out of it, to be honest with you. kind of just felt like we were on Zoom together. And I didn't share this before, but if you're, inter- if you're interested in interviewing, you can use Zoom or any other platform that will allow you to jump on and have conversations. And as that's rolling, you're just recording that onto your laptop. But again, the idea is you really want to be able to practice a little so you get comfortable, at least when you're first starting off. The other thing I will tell you is the vast majority of us, when we start, will always have this, it's called imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I have ideas, but I really don't think like, that they're, they're good enough to share. I'm going to tell you, you do. You do have good enough ideas that are, that are great enough to share. One of the beautiful things about podcasting is you're putting your voice out there. It takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes ideas. But once you jump over, you get your feet in the water, and you, you try, if you keep at it, you break that mold a little bit of, I'm an imposter. And you start to realize, huh, I can do this. Whether you're setting the world on fire or not. You start to get your legs a little bit and you become more comfortable. And again, it kind of goes back to practicing. And the more you do, the better you're going to get. This next tip I will tell you is super important because it's easy, super easy to get down on yourself when you're a podcaster. There are not a lot of podcasters who hit record, push it out, and have glowing success right from the jump. So I say that because you may not get amazing results right from right off the bat and that's okay you know what it takes to make an impact it just takes one it only takes one person listening to you to make an impact on them you might need to remind yourself of that if your numbers and downloads and listens just don't seem to be going up or if they jump up but then they come back down not a lot of people talk about the loneliness of podcasting but it very much can be It can feel kind of lonely. You're putting things out, and in some cases, you don't get a lot of feedback coming back to you. So you may not be entirely sure, like, how is it going? Or is this resonating well with my audience? Or am I making an impact? But remember, remind yourself, you only need one listener to make an impact through podcasting, which is pretty cool to think about because you're probably going to get more than one, (laughs) I would imagine. But you only need one to make an impact. Which actually leads me into this next, this next thing that I've learned. The vast majority of people will tell you podcasting is super tough to make money on. And so if that's your number one goal, like I want to podcast because I want to make money, I'd probably tell you there may be some other avenues you might want to venture into rather than podcasting. Maybe you want to spend more time on recording YouTube videos because there's better monetization practices through that platform or something along that lines. But in order to make money with podcasting, you really need to get sponsorships. In order to get sponsorships, you need to build up an audience. And even when you have a a sizable audience, you'll find you still don't make a lot of money through sponsorships with audio, with podcasts, unless you are just crushing it with your podcast. So keep that in mind. If, If your sole goal is to just make money, I would probably advise you to try to find a different route to monetize your thoughts. Maybe instead of doing a regular podcast, maybe you 
do small snippets on YouTube shorts or on YouTube videos, something like that, because you're probably going to be more likely to make money that route than you would be trying to podcast and get enough listens and downloads through sponsorship deals. I'm not telling you it can't happen. It absolutely can. And some of some of the people in podcasting have had glowing success right from the jump. I'm just telling you it's probably harder than you think. And I wasn't somebody who got into this because I was really worried about making money. But I'm telling you as somebody who now has a sponsorship deal, it's a lot harder than you probably imagine. So keep that in mind. Again, it goes back to why are you podcasting, understanding what your goal is, and hopefully it's not just making money. I hope you do. I hope you get, I hope you get some cash in the end. <laughs> I hope it works out for you. I just want you to know if the sole goal is making money, it might be harder than you think. So I'll close up on this. I've given you just the basic nuts and bolts of the whole process, what you need as far as equipment, what you need to know as far as promotion and downloading and distrib- distribution. And I will also tell you this, there are really good resources available besides just listening to this podcast that will deeper dive into specifics. For example, Pat Flynn, who works in the business world, put together some really good resources you can find them on YouTube that will guide you even further. Another good resource is a guy by the name of Tom Buck. Tom's a former teacher turned YouTuber and podcaster, but he also, as a teacher, was in the media space. And he's a great example of how you go about going from getting over imposter syndrome to finally taking the leap. If that's you and you're struggling with that, check out Tom's podcast called The Enthusiasm Project and go back to the very first episodes. He's honest. He's open. He's told many, many people through the years how he had to get over the idea of just step in, just give it a try, just give it a try. And then there's a a friend of mine, his name's Chris Nessie, who also works in education. He actually does tech ed in the education space. He's got a book that deep dives into everything. You could also check that out. There's so many resources out there. And if you want to find more, you can just email me and I'll hook you up. So again, my email is rechargedcommunity at gmail.com. I've been fortunate enough to get a few other people up and running. It's not like my side gig or anything to get (laughs) to charge people to help them get into podcasting, but I do like to help people out. So if you email me, I'll just shoot, I'll shoot you an email with some direct links to certain things that might be helpful for you on your journey. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Podcasting can be super exciting. It's a great way to get your voice out to the world, a great way to make an impact on others. So whether you're looking to get into education podcasting, parenting podcasting, or any other type of podcasting, I highly suggest you look into it. It's not as hard as you might think. There is some learning that goes along with it. But once you get your legs and you figure out the system and how it works, it flows pretty well. I'm really hoping that a couple of the listeners of this podcast are interested in giving it a try. And I would love to hear how it goes for you. So again, you can always give me feedback or just communicate with me on a DM or email. You can get me at Recharge Family on all the socials, rechargecommunitygmail.com for an email. I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the podcasting journey, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fun and exciting thing to do. I hope you dive in and at least give it a try. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got a little bit out of this. If you did, share it with a friend so that they know too. And if you know anybody who works as an educator or you know a parent who has kids with needs, tip them off about our two podcasts the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show, and the Parents Recharge Show. Thanks so much for listening. Hope to talk to you again soon. Have a great one. Party time.
like boo, boo, boo. Sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last kiss is missed. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.